Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode three of Sports Talk with Cam and D. How you doing, bro? Yes, sir. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Another great day. Uh, some great content today, and uh, ready to get started. About you. Yeah. All right. So today's episode is about LeBron James. We just gonna write down the legacy of LeBron James. Talk about his career, kind of pressing years. You know, today's big question is. Where did he become King James? Was it in Cleveland or was it in Miami? That's the question we want y'all to focus on. Where did he become King James? Okay, okay, that's a good question. Good question. So for me, LeBron has been one of the most exciting players for for a while now. You know what I'm saying? Even before he played NBA basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the yeah. top prospect in, like, two sports. Like, the number one football player and the number one basketball player at one point. So, he already was exciting, you know? So, it it's a great thing to to kind of see where his career came from. You know what I'm saying? As far as like taking the uh, the high school route, you know what I'm saying? He was most definitely the most, you know, successful, you know, high school uh, player. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a really good opportunity to talk about him today. And, you know, when he started with Cleveland, you know, he was already King James, right? But I felt like yeah. what kind of put the stamp on him being in a King James is his time in Miami. Like when he, you know, he was loved in Cleveland the first time, but I felt like he became King James when he became the villain. Like when you can play both sides of the coin, um, I think that was peak LeBron James and like the the villain role was like really good for him. You know what I'm saying? You know, you lose yeah. to Dirk in 2011. You know, I think going through that and then, you know, joining the big three and not really, you know, not working the first year, I think that really kind of said, okay, I got to do my thing, yeah. you know? So I think it was Miami. That's the that's when King James became King James. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it was Miami because when he was in Miami, that's when he really, like, opened up and really started to, to shine. Not saying that he didn't shine in Cleveland, but I think his time in Miami is when he really started to, like, open up, started to really shine, like, like you said, playing that villain role is, like, when the skills really started to come out, you know, you started to see the real athleticism in LeBron, you know, 
is when he really started to just show out. So I definitely agree. I got to say, in Miami is when King James started to show. But I also want to say, because, you know, when you show that you, you know, yeah, you're King James, you know, you still got to find a way to solidify that name so you can keep, you know, King James. Now, I think him going to L.A., where he is now, is where he solidified the name King James. Because you saw same thing he did in Cleveland, is what he'd been doing in L.A., you know, been opening up and shining. So I think his time in L.A., which I think is not over, because I do think he's going to come back next season. I think he solidified his name in L.A. So King James started in Miami, like like you said, I definitely agree. It started in Miami. But I think he really put the stamp, he put the stamp on the King James name. Wow, in LA. Because you see, if you see what he did in LA, like he broke all time scoring record. So he number one up there. Like he put himself, he climbed up that that stat ladder, you know, while in LA. So I really think yeah, King James started in Miami. He put the stamp on it in L.A. Not saying that in Cleveland, he didn't, you know, in Cleveland, he grew. But in Miami is when he, like, opened up. And when he went to L.A., you know, he opened up even more. So now that's why people see him as King James. No, no, no. I like what you said. I just think that when he came to L.A., it wasn't all basketball, you know. And I'm a I'm a Lakers fan, you know what I'm saying. I've been that way since I was a little kid, you know. Uh, so when you come to L.A., you, you know what it's about, you know what I'm saying. Like, you can't just come there and then not win. Everybody yeah. come to L.A. and they won. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Everybody, go to fifties, go to sixties, go to seventies. You know what I'm saying? Eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's one. You know, Shaq, Kobe, Magic, Worthy, Kareem. <laughs> like everybody's one. So when he came here, it was important that he won. You know what I'm saying? But I just know, like, he's later in his career, and it wasn't all about basketball. Had we gotten him yeah. when he was, like, i say before he went to Miami, like, for the big three, or even after he left, like, had we got him then, and we could have, like, you know, changed, you know, passed the torch a little bit, you know what I'm saying? between him yeah. and Kobe, I think that would have been a little bit more exciting to me, you know, being a Lakers fan and everything. But you know what? I'm I was happy to have him. I'm happy to have him, even if he came back or didn't. I was happy to have him. And it, it gave me a more of an appreciation for him, you know, <laughs> because me being a like I said, me being a Lakers fan and a Kobe fan, it's a uh, it's one of them things where 
you know, when somebody else come there that's just as big as Kobe in a sense, it's like, yeah, uh, I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, it was definitely good. You know what I'm saying? He got a championship here. And that was, you know, really exciting. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, it was good because it also brought Anthony Davis to L.A. You know what I'm saying? I don't think yeah. Anthony Davis comes to L.A. without LeBron James. You know, I think Anthony Davis oh, yeah. goes somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with, you know, our history of, like, really good big men, I don't think Davis comes to L.A. without LeBron. You know, so. Yeah, without it. No, I think it, I think it was good. I think it's really, really good for for him to to step out, you know, do something different. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he could have stayed in Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? And it would be a little different. You know what I'm saying? Because although they were, you know, going younger, you know, I thought it would be more interesting if he stayed there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just career out. You already left, you know, once. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think about that? Do you think if he stayed in Cleveland, we'd be more, more respected? Or do you think that L.A. added the respect level? Um, I mean, as far as, like, you know, finishing out his career, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, go back to Cleveland, you know, finish out your career in Cleveland, you know. Of course, that's everybody, you know, how they always imagine, you know, finishing out your career. You know, Albert did it with the Cardinals, came back to St. Louis, Ending his career with the same team he started with. But, you know, not everybody, you know, not everybody, you know, is on that same thing. Um, I think I think him going to L.A. added some more respect to his name. It's, I think if he would have went back to Cleveland, what he did in L.A., he wouldn't have done in Cleveland. That's, I only I only say this because in LA you gotta look at the back you gotta look at the backup that he had because you know, you know the backup that he got in LA but I don't think he would have that same backup in Cleveland because mm-hmm. Cleveland sure. would have been looking at as Cleveland would have been looking at as you know LeBron would have been in his own circle like you gotta do this. By yourself, you know, LA, when you go to LA, LA builds a team around a person. So I think when he came to LA and they built a team around him, that's what helped him, you know, break the all time scoring record, you know, really helped him, like I said, solidify that, that King James name. But I think, like, if he went from Miami back to Cleveland, stayed in Cleveland, don't think he would have did the same thing as he has been doing in LA. So I just, I just think him, you know, going Miami, Cleveland, and Cleveland, LA. I mean, I see no problem with him finishing out in LA. I mean, he can always Cleveland. We are, we know whether 
whether we like it or not, Cleveland is still going to retire his jerseys. He's still going to have that jersey retirement ceremony for a basketball. Three places. We all know that. Right, three we all places. know that. Yeah, three places. That's pretty yeah. – that's exciting because, um, you know, he's obviously going to gonna have it in Cleveland. Um, then he's going to have it in Miami, that's for sure. It's only right because you got Wade and Bosch already retired in Miami. So you can't not retire James. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think it I don't think it works without without James. I mean, yeah, Chris Bosch and, and Wade would have been cool, but I don't think they could have won or went to four and won two without without James. You know what I'm saying? So I you gotta retire him. And then I think the Lakers are retiring number. I mean, he he did win, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I think they'll retire it, you know what I'm saying. So I think that's that's really really cool, you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm all right with him finishing out. You know, he got his son just committed to uh, USC, you know what I'm saying. So that's a big school out there. You can't call you can't be in LA without without talking about USC, you know. So. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like a perfect storm, you know what I'm saying? So I think I think I think he's good. I think it's a good way to end. You know what I'm saying? I just thought Cleveland would have been cool because you you start where you finish, you know. I like your example of Albert, you know, finishing, but you know, it's sometimes all about timing too. Because I think Cleveland was rebuilding. And, you know, like I said, Kyrie had left, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think he really wanted to do a rebuild like that. You know what I'm saying? Young players try to. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that either. You know what I'm saying? Knowing I still got a lot of championship basketball to play, like I wouldn't have wanted to restart. Either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So especially this, especially like this late, this late in his career, I don't think he really want to be. He wouldn't be on board with like this rebuild you know like this late in his career you know he like i'm in the tail end of the prime of my career like you know i'm not really focused on rebuild i'm focusing on you know another championship you know that's why i think he he'll come back next season because you know he got one more season on his contract so i think he'll just take the time this summer just just think you know just kind of sit think about you know is this it do i think i got one more left in me like it's like you know just think like you know, do i got one more left in me do i got another season left in me like write down what your goals are i'm pretty sure one of the top five goals is to win a championship everybody would love to play final season and they would have ring on their fingers, you know. So I think as far as him, because the question, big question right now is, is, is he going to retire? Me, I say no. I think he's just going to, this summer, he may take a little time away from basketball, and then he'll come back, start thinking, you know, should I just go ahead, finish out this last one that I got on the contract, or is this it? As me, I see LeBron. LeBron is going to be like, you know what? I still got one of my left in me, so I'm going to finish this this last one out. You never know how it's going to go. 
So I mean, plus I, I see the Lakers. Even if he, even if he tried to retire, I think the Lakers would try to talk him out of it. Cause it'll be a more of a hey, LeBron, tell us what we can do to get you to finish this last season. You know, finish this last season. I mean, purple and the gold. You know, what can we do? You know. I, I can see that. I can see him coming back. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope he does because, um, you know, we made a lot of a lot of good um, acquisitions um, with, you know, with the trade deadline. You know, made a lot of, lot of changes to the team. You know what I'm saying? Some good, you know, some bad. But I think a lot of the guys just need that full training camp. I think you'll see a lot of you see a different Lakers team next year. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I I, yeah. I think a lot of those guys carved out some good roles on the team and they played their tails off to be just a bunch of people thrown together. Uh at the all-star break trade yes. deadline. You know what I'm saying? I, I think they made a lot of progress than maybe they should have. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like I feel like that's you know, I feel like that's a really, really good good assessment you made there talking about his you know, him trying to finish out the right way, you know? Yeah. And I I think I think him coming back would be a good career move in my opinion. Just because, you know, he's LeBron James, like like nobody should, nobody should go out like that. Like getting swept yeah. like that. Oh, I, I wouldn't like. It. You know what I'm saying? So I know LeBron James don't like that either. It's a bad taste. Yeah. To be getting swept like that. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how it happened, yeah. it don't matter if the refs caused it, you caused it, whatever. Getting swept is not, not the way to go out. You know? The way to go. Yeah, so I'm trying because they they would talk about it on uh, because they would talk about it on uh, sports center today while I was at work and somebody brought that up. They was like, you know, getting swept, you know, on Florida. That's not the way to go out. That's like, especially, you know, this is LeBron James. We talk about like LeBron James is not going to go out like that. Like, you talk about this man started, you know, Cleveland built a team around this 18-year-old, you know, all-star. Then he went down to Miami, got his first three in Miami, came back to Cleveland, got another one. Now he solidifying the King James name in L.A. They going out on for it. That's not, that's not LeBron. Like, like, no. Yeah, so I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like, this is not how LeBron going to go out. He don't, he don't want to come out like this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's a he's a great player, and you know, you you don't want to go out like that. I, I watched, I watched Kobe last season. You know what I'm saying? And that was rough. You know what I'm saying? That, that was rough to to watch. You know, bad team. Kobe just giving his all like he always did. You know what I'm saying? So if you're on a losing team in your last season, I know that felt horrible. You know, even all the love you got. But yeah, not not getting swept in the playoffs. 
don't, I don't like that at all. So speaking of the playoffs, you know, obviously the Nuggets, you know, going to the finals. Uh, how do you feel about the? How you feel about um, the European players? You know, how you feel about them? I think since the game is becoming more international, you're starting to see a lot of these players make some really like like some make some good impact, man. Some big impact when they come in. You know, like I recall back in the day, it was uh, the European players were the softies. Now the European players yeah. are out here. They do like they doing their thing. So, of course. Right. So, my question to you is how do you feel about those uh, European players now? You know, like Jokic and Doncic. And, uh, how do you feel? I like the fact that basketball now is getting very more international because, you know, it was always just that, that, that American sport. Everybody was from only in this, you know, country, only in America. You know, like you said, Europeans you, used to be looked at as softies now, you know, these hardcore European players. Um, I feel if maybe if basketball was kind of like more international, like baseball is, how like baseball goes out, spreads out worldwide to find all of the good players, you know, worldwide, not just from this country. But like I know I know there are some basketball players, and not, not just European basketball players. I'm pretty sure it's Dominican basketball players out there, you know, Mexican basketball players out there. I'm, I just Puerto feel Rico. maybe if the NBA. Puerto Rico, yes. So I definitely think if the NBA kind of opens up this international bubble, then the game itself can really change. But you like you said, as far as European players, like these European players, bro, are like like they turn it hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that's on the Nuggets, the European player that's on the Nuggets, like he his name out there right now, people like he's one of the most hardcore European players to put on a uniform, hit the court. Yeah, I like me so much. When I saw I like, like Jokic, I do. I like him a lot. Like I watched a game between the Lakers and the Nuggets, and he was like deep hard, you know, all, on the brine, like all four quarters. I was like, some is somebody is this hardcore, you know, on the brine, like putting pressure on the brine like that. This ain't no European softy right here. So no, about somebody. He's a he's a banger. He's a banger. Yeah, sure. you talk about you go toe to toe with LeBron for four quarters, like you ain't no European softy. Like, and I don't even so, it was. I don't even think it was that close. To be honest with you, like, like they, like Jokic is is one of the most talented European players, players in the NBA period. Like he's that talented, and like I've seen like big guys run the offense, you know. Like a Chris Webber, like Chris Webber used to do that. He could run the offense through him, but the fact that you can have your entire system go through, you know, a big this, like this is, you know, this is something that's like 
almost unheard of, you know, for a guy to be your point man, your big man, and a wing player, all in the same thing. Like, like that's just that's like that that gives me Dirk vibes. Like, like it gives me Dirk vibes. I remember Dirk used to do that too. Like Dirk could do everything, then shoot it on you. Like that's the that's yeah. the crazy thing about it. Like he was a he was like like Dirk was Dirk was cold. Man. Like Dirk was cold. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed him, man. Uh, so we got on the playoffs, right? But I gotta know, what is your favorite era of basketball? Nineties, two thousand. You know, you're a historic person like me, so you like the sixties with the old socks and the short shorts, you know. You know, they out here oh. just duking it out, you know. <laughs> Mine is the yeah, the early two thousands, that that era, you know, the up and coming of like Kobe and all of the you know, all of them, you know, because it's always like I used to always uh, watching like those games with Kobe, you know, seeing the it'd be like ninety eight, ninety eight, and it'd be like three seconds on the clock, and then like you know, just the ball hit his hand for a second. Next, you know, it's gone through the net. Lakers win, you know. That's what you I used to knew like. Where I it was just, gonna go? Like you knew where like it was just, gonna. Go. <laughs> you just knew. Like it's it's ninety eight. It's ninety eight. Ninety eight. Kobe right there. You just know once it touched Kobe hands, like it's it's a done deal. Like it's a wreck. That's how it always was. That that was a really good time. I like the I like the two thousands too though. Like that was my yeah. that was my era too. Like I like yeah. it. There's just so many good players, man. Like, you know, Kobe, T Mac, Chris Weber, you know what I'm saying? Like you still got a lot of dudes, you know what I'm saying, that's doing their thing, you know? And, I mean, like, I know those, like, Allen Iverson was, like, my second favorite player, you know? Yes. He's my second favorite player, you know? And back in 2000, like, he was definitely my second favorite Because, like, you know, he just went at everybody. It didn't matter, you know what I'm saying? It didn't matter what size you were. No matter what position you play, he went at you. And he crossed Jordan. Like, <laughs> like who got the audacity to cross Jordan? You feel me? Like, <laughs> like nobody, nobody does that. I get it, it wasn't like nobody in the two thousands. You know, that's what I'm saying. I get I get it wasn't in the two thousands, but he still did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that just kind of like made it into bigger, you know, made him bigger, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and as a, and as a Lakers fan, like I hold him in, you know, a higher stature than anybody else because the Lakers was like when he won his MVP in '01, right? Like, you know, it was like, you know, the coronation of like the little guys. Like, it still matters. You can still be little and you can still do your thing, you know. But the Lakers was just running through the playoffs, right? I think they might have been undefeated when they got to the finals against Philly that year. But Allen Iverson dropped like 50 
and kept them from like sweeping through the whole playoffs, you know? So that kind of performance, you know, going through Kobe, going through Shaq, just to get one game, you know, is legendary because you you went through, you know, the gauntlet. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, Philly has some good players, but AI stirred the drink. You feel me? And for him to go at Kobe like that, I thought that was like that that resonated with me more than anything. Because I'm like, these dudes is running through everybody. And it's not close, for real. But the fact that he said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to give everything I got. And we're going to get we, we gonna get at least one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just resonated with me. Like, and another player that I really enjoyed was, uh, was T-Mac. Because, okay. because T-Mac was like... Kobe on steroids. You feel me? <laughs> like, like, he was like Kobe on steroids, bro. Like, I kid you not. Like, he was out of this world. And in the 2000s, like, those three players kind of resonated with me. And I hate to not yeah. give a lot of love to the big fellas because, you know, shoot, there was a lot of good ones, too. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. But those three players definitely resonated with me. Because that's how tall I was. I wasn't going to be as tall as those other guys. So I was like, well, I'll be a guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, T-Mac went at Kobe. And I, I, I like their matchups, you know, because they really, it was like two two alphas going at it. Yeah. I ain't never seen nobody serve Kobe like that either. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like he served Kobe like a couple times. You know what I'm saying? To the point where I'm like, oh, mm. somebody can do that to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Didn't didn't think it was possible, but T Mac definitely did it. So my question for you yeah. is, you know, what who's your favorite player of, of the two thousand? Favorite player of the two thousands? Um, I mean, I really, I really followed Kobe, you know, I was really, you know, a big Kobe Bryant fan. That was, that was my guy in the 2000s, you know, yeah. I mean, it took, it took me a minute to kind of like hook with like the D-Wade, you know, you know, like D-Wade, like, you know, LeBron, you know, he's the topic of the night, but, you know. But I was I always follow Kobe because I just like you know I would turn on Sports Center and they would talk about Lakers game how it was tied you know ninety eight ninety eight you know then you blink your eye Lakers win because Kobe just did what Kobe could do you know Kobe doing work man <laughs> Kobe just doing work you know I just like because I think the early the early two thousands with basketball um it was like exciting i call it i call it nail biting but exciting at the same time because when you will watch the game you know your team may be down like five six points you got two minutes left you know games back then you know like oh we got two minutes left you're down by like six you know blink your eye now you're down by like Four, blink your eye again. Now you're down now. 
it's tied up, you know. It's like you got like you just went from two minutes, now thirty seconds, y'all tied up. You know, in the Lakers game like that, you just already you just already knew that Kobe was gonna be the one to pull the trigger and you know, get the last bullet out. You know. Yeah, man, like I said, that that's why, you know, Kobe is, is like my goat. Because it's it's those performances that stick with you. You feel me? Yeah. Like over time. Like you can think of the eighty one, you know, against Toronto, you know, the countless game winning shots, the playoff performances, like I mean, dude literally was like Jordan, man. Everything that people talk about Jordan is exactly what Kobe was to me. Like, yeah. that was my guy. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like, I argue to the end of time about how good Kobe Bryant is. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, because that's what I seen with my own two eyes. I didn't get a chance to really see Jordan except for when he was with the Wizards. And that's not Jordan. I don't care what you say. I don't know who that was. But that's not Jordan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just those things that kind of kind of moved me about about uh, Kobe, man. Like, he could just do it. He could take it. Didn't matter. Win, lose, he was going to take that shot. And he lived with it. You know, good, bad, yeah. different championships. He just did it. Like, And that's just – that's what kind of separates me in that GOAT conversation with LeBron James because – it's just one of those things where you know what you've seen. And when yeah. you're young, you're, you know, you're, you are you know what, what sticks with you when you're young, like has an impact on you. Mm -hmm. And Kobe just did that for me. And that's not saying LeBron James is not a great player because he's up there, like up there. Like we're talking yeah. top five. I don't care who you say. About the top he five, there. he's top five. LeBron James is top five. He up there. But Kobe for me is just number one. Like that's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like he just like meant more to me growing up, and that just kind of stick with me. So. Yeah, because you know those. You know, I, like the other day I was thinking like, you know, what's the most like iconic numbers, jersey numbers in sports you know it you know anybody to tell you 24 8 you say what's what's 24 8 kobe went from 8 24 so that's why i say two most iconic numbers in sports 8 24 because that's that's kobe right there so you know mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like with lebron going to la not saying that he like fully stepped into the shoes of Kobe, but he kind of, you know, in LA, they always look for that leadership role, that one person to take that, take that leadership role of the team. And I think LeBron stepped into it. Not fully, even though not fully like like Kobe did, but you know, they he like stepped into it, you know, that leadership role that LA needed, you know. Because, you know, it's kind of like with L.A., 
But any LA team, it's like if they don't have leadership, then they just don't have a team. That's how LA sports look at it. You know, if they don't have some type of leadership on their team, they don't have a team. And so that's just that's how LeBron is, you know. You know, Kobe was the same way. All right, y'all. So this wraps up another episode of Sports Talk Cam and D. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. As you know, we come out here every new episode. Try to do one every day. You know, next topic be something bigger, more exciting, you know. So as you know, we are on TikTok now. So type in Sports Sports Talk, Cam D, follow us on TikTok. Every episode you see on YouTube, it's on TikTok. So, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we on there. You know, ESPN, we on the way. So, you know, Stephen A, you got scooted to the side. <laughs> right, we so, growing, but, man. We growing. We growing, time, but man. we appreciate y'all. We love y'all again. This is Sports Talk, Cam D. All right, see y'all next episode. So four on the way. Don't forget, like, subscribe, and come join us in conversation. Yes. All right, see yes, you sir. later, you guys.